The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your babyest baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Oh. It's summertime! Oh, can everyone else hear that, too? Like, I that's can not hear just it. in my head, right? No. Living is easy. Okay. Billy Stewart, of course, with that version of summertime. Thank well, you. It was me. In my Billy Stewart impersonation. But uh, Island Boy rises right now. I'm on that island time. The Island Boy returns. Some people just want to watch the world sunburn. Yeah, he's not the boy we want. And that's the end of the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Island Boy has returned to you. I'm continuing my tour of the... uh, the islands of the southeastern United States. But, I have fully planted, sown my seeds of parties ew, throughout Tybee gross. Island and, and Georgia's Tybee Island. I've moved on to Polly's Island, South Carolina, and I am here uh, just living. Ring, ring, island boy. Ring, ring. Um, my island phone's going off. One second. Hello? Hi. It's, uh, I, uh, wow, it sounds like I'm talking to you on two coconuts that are just kind of stapled together. Is that true? That's right. Go for Island Boy. Hi, Island Boy. This is Polly. Um, just I heard you're staying on my island this weekend and this week, and I hope you have just a great time. Be careful of the jelly sharks. And just wanted to ask you, did do want to ask you to please just stop sowing your seed all around my island. That'd be terrific. Thanks. I would hate to I, remove you from the island. I uh, I I can't is, help uh, it. I'm by just the way, so Im- is Polly Jimmy Stewart's brother? Yeah, it's me, Jimmy Polly, and I own an island, and it's covered in cum. <laughs> and I'm no. calling you specifically about the cum, Clarence. I uh, I uh, have been living that island lifestyle so deep. You know me, right? I get here first things first. I jump right into the ocean to just start to renew yeah. and replenish, and then I got stung. By a jellyfish, and then I came back in, and that was about ten minutes of good, just like good, good solid ocean, ocean time. Yeah, I've had since I've been here. Um, have you been visited? Today, have you been visited by the Sunshine Man? Uh, he is uh, he has kissed his sweet solar kisses all over my body, uh, and by which I mean the very tops of my shoulder blades that got that could be. Uh, reached by the sun through my uh, chair with a built-in umbrella. Okay, so that that's none of that. Hey, is cra- has, di- has Crabbington come around these parts in a bit? Uh, what Crabbington? I'm I'm starting to sort of develop out the island boy fiction. I'm imagining sort of a Gullah Gullah <sighs> Island situation. Sure, yeah. Is Crabbington like the Alfred of this scenario, where he is 
a, a fairly large but not quite man-sized crab. I think he's just a small crab, and he wants to steal your snacks from your beach picnics. Oh, Crabbington's like the swiper. Yeah. Oh, okay. swiper, no swiping. I was just picturing Crabbington with like maybe like a a a, a, a like a, a one of those Jimmy Buffett beers in each claw. Yes, 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 yes. Bringing yes. it out to you, and maybe once for you and once for him after a long day of crabbing around. Okay, so sort of a sort of a party crab. Oh, and that is that is by the way his catchphrase: just crabbing around. All right, just crabbing around. Very, I did very lucrative. I want to tell you, I had an island boy adventure this morning. I want to share with you guys. I uh, went, I went out. For, I threw on my sneaks and went out for my run because I got to keep my couch to five k streak going. Getting camera ready for this September. Should I be doing uh, that? Oh, I've been going what? the other way. I've been eating a lot more fried chicken to bulk up. Am I, no, <laughs> wait, I'm, am I doing this wrong? I'm trying to get camera ready, so I went out on the beach, because what better place for a run than the beach? One thing I do have to note, it's very hard to run on sand. Yeah. So after I did, I ran about um, a mile and a half, and I felt like I was going to die there. So I decided to come back, and as I came back, I realized that I did not pay very close attention to what the back of this beach house Uh looked like. (laughs) Oops, Daisy. So, fucking like island boy had a little adventure of his own where he was just r- str- slogging through sand, half dead, up to like the back doors of houses, trying to peer in there to see if this is the place oh, he would stay. Oh no. no, island boy was arrested this week. Who's right. that? Who's that at the back door? Oh, it's just island boy come to give us some of that good news. Long story short, I had to use Google Maps to navigate back to my house on the beach. Island, you would boy, survive was- well in the apocalypse, Justin. Mm-hmm. Island boy, mm-hmm. I thought you had a strict no tech rule when you were out enjoying the ocean's bounties. Well, solar powered only. That's the one thing about you it is that they have to be solar powered. Phones. Solar phone, the only kind of phone Island me, IB uses. Let me juice that up for you, IB. Thanks, Sunshine Man. Do you want oh. some of these drugs? No, Sunshine, no, Sunshine Man. Man. Tell me some of that good news. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go now, Sunshine Man. I'm a little uncomfortable. Please stop kissing my shoulders, Sunshine Man. You're tan now. I can see those freckies. Okay, I'm going to go be with my family now, Sunshine Man. I have to, I have to go. Why, oh, please move away from the door. You got a few unfreckled bits left. Okay. I guess I Hate can stay this. for a couple more minutes. Hate this. You're ruining that island, uh, that island boy style. Um, how did you feel about Crab? Let's do a quick uh, focus. This. How did you feel about Sunshine Man and Crabbington, the new characters introduced from the Island Boy canon? I like the gritty uh, I- reboot of Sunshine Man. Yeah. The sh- did you? Sorry, my phone broke up. Did you say shitty reboot? Yes. I like the original Sunshine <laughs> Sunshine Man when it was Frank Gorshin. He was the way better Sunshine Man. They switched him, and you thought they wouldn't notice. Let's uh, do some advice, maybe. I'm faced with a bit of a dilemma. I have two daughters, 12 and 15, and for their entire lives, I've been doing my utmost to convince them that unicorns are real and that they live in a secret reserve in Florida. I approve. It's been getting progressively harder as they get older, but they still believe, and they often get into arguments with their friends on the issue. Mm -hmm. They already know about Santa and the Tooth Fairy. I want to keep their childhood as magical as possible, so my question is this. Do I maintain this facade of a unicorn-laden earth in their eyes until they grow up and go out into the world on their own? Or do I break the news to them now and hope that I haven't done irreparable damage already 
and that's for hunting for magic in Huntington, hunting England, hunting done, hunting done England, not West Virginia. Sorry. So the the location here is actually extremely helpful. Yeah. Because I think if you live in England, you are allowed to say anything lives in Florida because you'll never you'll never get like who in England is like got to get to Florida. Yeah, and you, Florida you, has swimming tiny dinosaurs in it. So why the fuck why wouldn't the there fuck be not? unicorns? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's a new here's a new character I'm working on. It's called British person that's been obsessed with going to Disney World their entire life and finally gets to go. All right. God blimey, Mickey's so big, isn't he? He's so tall. We're the little teacups. Okay. I'm gonna spin around. Can we make this more I? of a broad character who and apparently this is the episode, just a lot of character work. But um, I would love to hear a version of that. And it's just, but it's just a British person, just like psyched to just sort of generally go to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my! There's lots of saltwater taffy down there, isn't there? Lots of or- orange. You know, when you come in the state, they give you free orange juice, don't they? I feel like you're doing a lot of Eliza Doolittle is very excited to go a to Florida. Of- that does that, Travis. You jumped ahead in the narrative. It does parallel pig, Pygmalion in many in many regards. <laughs> That's my favorite part of My Fair Lady when they go to Florida for one episode. That's so good. <laughs> that one episode. That one episode of My Fair Lady <laughs> where they do the Disney World special and they do a crossover <laughs> with Boy Meets World. Find that haunted tiki doll. Um, <laughs> I think that's my favorite My Fair Lady episode. Just taking some lessons with My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady is filming for a live studio audience. Yay! Pack up the suitcase, Eliza. We're going to Florida. <laughs> uh, I, what I like about- Starring Renee Zellweger as <laughs> Eliza Doolittle. No, we're <laughs> <to> Florida! <laughs> I think that Florida is the perfect place because I live in West Virginia and I would believe fucking anything you told me about Florida right now. Anything yeah. you told me is down there. I would absolutely believe it. Island um, boys only nemesis Florida man. I don't see. I think if you're on a different continent. Anything goes. That's yeah. that's that's fact that well, you can't like there's there's pl- you have plausible European deniability. And not only that, this is one of those that like. I have known parents, and I have known the children of parents who have been convinced of way like more detrimental things that like they realized weren't true when they got older. Where like they hit twenty and they're like, "Wait, that's how cars work? Oh no!" Like this is, I think there are unicorns in Florida is is in no way uh, a detrimental thing for someone to believe as long as possible, unless like you have convinced them that those unicorns will also like save them from any danger or something. I think that right. I think it's okay to be like, "Yeah, there's totally unicorns. Don't worry about it. There's magic in the world. I love you very much. Please experience life through." rose-colored glasses for just one day more before you realize how shitty stuff can be. Um, I mean, I don't see why we have to say that corns don't exist, maybe. Because, like, there's there's hor- quadruped horse-like animals with horns on them. Yes. And they they sometimes they probably only have one. Listen, there's whole, like, there's... Billions of miles of ocean we haven't explored. Exactly. This is what I keep coming back to, Travis. Absolutely. For all we know, there's a biosphere down there that, like, and I'm not even talking about, like, ocean unicorns. I'm talking about, like, land unicorns that have retreated to below the ocean to be safe from our prying human eyes. 
Oh, because you know, we discover unicorns on a Monday. By Thursday, we have figured out a way to eat those horns. Oh, yes, very much so. No question. We're making corn nuggets, um, and and we don't we don't want that. So I'm saying that I think that there is, listen, there's a lot going, maybe there were unicorns, and like, everything got real messed up in the Dark Ages, and the unicorns are like, well, we're going to the moon now. Maybe one day we'll return when you stop being shitty and stuff. And yeah. they're just, they I, look at us every night from the moon thinking, mm, I hope soon. Not yet. I, I hope soon Quick they stop being exercise. shitty. We're running out of oxygen. Quick thought exercise. We find unicorns. They're real. Yeah. We cut off the horn. How do you guys think we do eat the horn? How do you think you eat the horn? Because I could see two, the two that immediately leap to mind is slip it onto your finger and eat it like a bugle. Yeah. Or maybe you have to peel that like oh, conical sort of design down. I thought grate it onto like nachos. Sorry? Grate it onto nachos? Oh, yeah, grate it onto nachos. Sure, that's definitely... Like a hard cheese? Um, like a... <laughs> so the outside is more of a rind. Yeah. And inside... Yeah. It, okay, I'm that into, makes perfect sense. I'm into the bugle idea, but I'd like to do it my preferred way of doing bugles, which is sort of like a fun little apertif. Um... Uh, just get some some stuffed witch fingers. Just like get a can of easy cheese, and you put the nozzle in there, and you sort of you sort of deposit it directly into the receptacle, mm-hmm. and then you eat the whole kit and caboodle. Of course, with a unicorn horn, I wouldn't want to just put spray can cheese in there. I'd also like some sort of cryptozoological thing sure. in there. So maybe like a um, maybe just like sort of a chupacabra jelly. Or like There's a Sasquatch a cheese. It's a mammal. It has nipples. Kinda, if I learned anything from Meet the Parents, you can milk it. Love <laughs> Maybe it. some love some it. Yeti butter. Yeti 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 sauce. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Sure. Oh, were we not just doing one? <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. This one was sent in by Level Nine Thousand Yachu Drew Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yachu Answers User. They are anonymous. We will call them. Frankfurt asks. How do I choose between two barbers? I have two barbers that normally cut my hair, but usually only one is available because the other is busy. Mm-hmm. The last time I went, both were available, and I just chose the one who said hi to me first, but the other one looked sad. What do I do next time? Well, there's an obvious answer. There always is with you. Well, you need some sort of barber off. Um, you know that, that classic scene in Sweeney Todd? Where they have the shave off, and the and the Sweeney Todd goes against the flashier uh, to guy. save the to save the rec center that the big bank <laughs> is trying to close down. Yeah, you know that scene in Sweeney Todd where old man Carruthers is trying to shut down the rec center, and Sweeney Todd is like, "Not today, come on, teens!" And Sweeney Todd and all the other teens get together to save the rec center, and they have mm-hmm. the shave off. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I remember that. that. And if I remember correctly, there was. A little bit of comedic nudity in that scene. Little bit. <laughs> Some light, tasteful comedic nudity. You know what I would do next time is just get all the barber. T- tell them you'll pay t- uh, an exorbitant tip and get all the barbers into the place to work on you at once and pretend you're in like a montage, like oh, a she's yeah. all that style, or like a Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. You know, upon their arrival to the Emerald City, boss, that boss, kind of boss, vibe. Chip, 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 and a couple yeah. of lordy dolls. That you know. Yeah. That. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Um, could we get them to do sort of a pay all the barbers to cut each other's hair in like a circle? 
And then oh, you just look like at that. who's got the best do out of that whole whole thing, and then you have them. Well, you have the person immediately, but, well, shit, that's the problem, man. Because you'd be like, oh, man, Michael, it's you. You've got the best haircut. Oh, wait, who did you? And then a few of the boys are going to raise their hands, and it's like, one of y'all's lying. More than one of y'all's lying. Only one of y'all really cut Michael's hair. We're going to have to cut Michael into three pieces. Wisdom of Solomon. Is this, how is this not a reality show? Or like America's Next Top Barber? How is this not a thing? Guarantee 100%. It definitely, definitely, definitely is. Right? This has to be a thing. I really like the idea of a barber being sad that you didn't pick them. Like, oh, I wanted to cut his hair. I wanted to work for 30 minutes. We call it Barber, Barber, Barber. Uh Uh-huh. And the host would be Barbara Bush. Tiki Barber, who I think is a football player. That is a fucking dynamic, dynamic <laughs> duo. Um, uh, like, guys, sheer sheer genius. Ah, oh, there it is. Sheer genius. Fuck that. TM, 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 TM. No, 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 no. TM, the Bravo Network, TM. Oh, I thought you just came up with that whole Yeah, damn, Juice, I thought that was a Justin McElroy or Ridge. Yeah, I wish I could cold scope something like that out of nowhere. No, it's like a, an exist an extant Fuck, Bravo property. Um, hey, I, how did you all pick your hair person? I went to Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher, and that's I said, fucking Who cuts your hair. Yeah, that's, that's exactly now. that's exactly the right answer, Travis. Yep. There's many answers, and a lot of them are kind of right. That's the only undeniably right answer. And and the fun thing is now, uh, my my barber pony. Uh, at Folklore Salon here in Los Angeles has a Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher calendar, like promotional calendar. So every time I get my hair cut, like, I'm just like staring at Rhea Butcher like, yep, that's why I'm here. You did great. Great job. I, uh, I have, usually I'll go to my man Sonny at Fantastic Sam's. Uh, and, or sorry, my man Sonny at Master Cuts up at the mall. But a lot of times I don't have time to go to the mall, so I'll go to Fantastic Sam's, which is really a fucking wild west of haircutting. I'll just walk, walk in and like throw my arms open like I'm Scott Stab, and just be like, "Who wants? Who wants to take it on? Who wants to ride the tornado with me?" And, and everybody just I'll, rushes. Whoever, they pile. Yeah, all they're all like, to get to you. they want to get their hands in this beautiful, lustrous mane. I'm actually Especially now. Now that's been sun kissed. Can you imagine <laughs> when I go in there? The fucking stand. I'm gonna have to call the HPD ahead of time to yeah. give them like a heads up. Or it's gonna what be if- like that scene from 300 where everyone's just piling on top of each other to form a human shield. Is that a thing yeah. that happens in that movie? Probably. Um, you could have these two barbers each cut one half of your head. And mm-hmm. then look at yourself in the mirror and say, I look ridiculous. But, <laughs> I should have made a choice. But, and then you leave, and then you become Riff Raff, the rapper man, Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm actually, you become the new Riff Raff. I'm so terrified of uh, now at almost 33 years old having to find yet another new barber when I move back to Cincinnati that as part of my like move, I'm already planning to fly back to Los Angeles whenever I can to do like work stuff. And I think I'll just schedule all my haircuts while I'm here. So that way I can just keep getting my haircut in Los Angeles. And even as I say that, it sounds like the bougiest thing I've ever said. Yeah. Yeah. It's really I saw rough. that coming early, you know, Trav, like as you lo- launched into it, I thought, oh, this is going to be pretty bougie. This yeah. is going to be a really bougie that. thing to say. Yep. I'm traveling to Los Angeles guys, to get my hair cut. Are you guys using pop filters? Because when you say douchey, it sounds like you're saying something else. <laughs> How about another question? I live in a building with several other apartments. And is this from an apartment? I live in a building with several other apartments. <laughs> and my neighbors are constantly putting their own junk mail in my mailbox. 
fucking sap. Is there a good way to get them to stop? That's from Nate in New Hampshire. Everybody, okay. You know who would like this information on moving boxes? Nate would like information on boxes. Here you go, Nate. Yeah, fuck Nate. (laughs) That's the question, right? That's the real question behind the question, the sub-question, the sewer system Mm -hmm. of this question that allows this system, this this question to operate. Um, What'd you do, Nate? (laughs) (laughs) What Nate Nate doesn't tell you is that when he has a full bag of trash, he just throws it in whatever window is open in his building and just decides he's done with it. Hey, Nate. What'd you do, bud? Because you did something, or else this would not be a coordinated effort. Yeah, it it would be evenly spread out, but the fact that everybody in the building is like, hey, we can all, like, listen, we called the meeting without Nate here. We can all agree. Fuck Nate, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck Nate. No dissenters? Everyone's on board? Okay. What did you do, Nate? What'd you do, Nate? Hey, Nate, what'd you do? You well, need what a- didn't you do? Oh, it, that's another good one. This might be an omission thing where maybe Christmas rolled around and everybody gave, like, $20 to like get a present for the super and you had no idea and you didn't chip in and everybody had to pay for yeah. you and everyone's like Nate hates everyone including the super and the super cried a lot cuz you know he seems tough when he's fixing your pipes but he's a very gentle soul and everyone went, I can't make I can't believe that he made super dave cry because that's what they call the super and oh, then man. and so now that's everyone's rough. just like Nate is a cruel Ebenezer Scrooge type and I don't trust him yeah. And then and then after Christmas, New Year's Day rolled around and he took the decorations off his Christmas tree and he just left it in the stairwell. That's yeah. another thing. Also Nate that That's and it caught fire. Like, yeah, it caught fire and a whole building burned down. Stupid Nate. Nate, I'd like to introduce you to a man named his name is Burke Plimpton. He lives mm. in your he lives in your building now. And there's two sort of defining characteristics. He's got a big pair of glasses, big nerdy glasses, and a big bushy beard. And he's got the mailbox directly under yours. And also, one more thing you should know about Burke Plimpton is he's you, Nate. <laughs> what a great wait, Paul Harvey wait, hold kind on. of thing you did there. Is this like a fight club thing? He, it's like a new mailbox thing. And then Burke Plimpton is going <laughs> to... Is gonna well, I don't know. Maybe Burke Plimpton's gonna have to be even more of a villain to get this. They're, they're not gonna deliver Nate's mail to Burke Plimpton. Is the problem? Well, not at okay, first. What if what if Nate re- reinvents himself as Burke Plimpton, beloved beloved elderly neighbor, and okay. he's just walking around like I made too many snickerdoodles. Would you like some? And now, then like I, but it sure smells like dog shit in Nate's apartment. I never thing. met he's him, but I, I hate that Nate. fucking yeah. He's gotta hate Nate. Yeah. I think we can all agree. Fuck Nate, right? <laughs> We're just strangers learning each other's likes and dislikes, but I think I get a pretty strong fuck Nate vibe from you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm on board with it. I got, I'm going to stuff all of my advertisements for the local grocer in that sad fucker's <laughs> mail slot. Wait, did Burke Plimpton take Nate's apartment, or did he rent a second apartment? Yeah, I rent a second one. I mean, a first one. I have. I mean, a first one. one. It's my only Burke Plimpton pad. <laughs> Damn, Burke, Burke Plimpton's place. place is better than my place. I wish I could just live in Burke Plimpton's place. <laughs> I wish I was. Everybody likes Burke Plimpton. I wish I was Burke. Hey. You are Burke Plimpton. Sometimes I don't even know. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah. He begins, and I begin. 
you know, I when I was masquerading as Burke, I met a really sweet lady named Beulah. She's uh, 70, so she's just six years younger than me, Burke Plimpton. And I think I could have a real shot of happiness with her. I think we could have really something really special. Hey, Nate, this is me, your wife. What are you talking about? Okay, but th- that has nothing to do with Burke's life. You're not Burke's wife. That's Burke's law, baby. You can't talk to that's me about Burke's, Burke's life. You don't see a ring on this finger. That's your right hand. Yeah, yeah. that's where the, that's Burke's the one European. Burke, yeah, Burke's European. That's the one he puts it on. God. Beulah would never do me like this. Him, Burke. Burke. Not, not me. Not Nate. Never Nate. Here's one thing you could do. Go to your box, and after you get your mail for that day, you put a little jelly on it. Okay. And if you put some jelly on your mailbox, yeah. then the next person who comes to stuff junk mail in there, they're going to get a big mittful of the goopy stuff. And uh, I think that's going to be a real a real down down part of their day, now, I think. Now, issue with this, Justin, is if the mm-hmm. next person- No that, issue. The ne- only issue is that I can see is that if the next person that comes to put the mail in the slot- if that person is the mailman and they get a big mitt full of the goopy stuff, you've just <laughs> assaulted a federal employee. And you could that's hard time, bud. That's a federal felony. Maybe Nate tried this already, and that's why he gets all the junk mail. It's Ooh. not his neighbors. It's just the mailman like, huh, fuck Nate, right, everybody? Hey, everybody. I think we can all agree. See you at the Christmas party that Nate's never invited to. I love Maybe. this Burke Plimpton guy, though. He gets, he gets extra good mail. He gets all of <laughs> Nate's checks. Wait. Hold on. And then you have to kill the mailman to keep it covered up. No one must know your dirty Burke Plimpton secret. Um, um, I would suggest getting a trash can, put it under your mailbox, and label it Nate's new mailbox. Please don't put junk mail in here. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's really good. Nate mailbox overflow. Nate's favorite can. <laughs> Please don't steal. Don't steal. Don't disgrace with junk. This is Nate's favorite can. <laughs> put a, you can put a picture of your face on there just so people are really into throwing trash at it. And also maybe shitting in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they will shit in it. <laughs> Another question? Yahoo? We yeah, guys want to do a Yahoo. Um, how about this one? It was sent in by Morgan Davy. Thank you, Morgan. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Another anonymous user. Fucking stand in your truth, folks. Uh, it's by, I'm going to go down the list. Uh, Kelvin uh, is a respondent to this question, but let's pretend like they asked it. Um, Kelvin says, Will the dentist be able to tell I smoke weed? I smoke weed every once in a while. I'm going to the dental checkup in two days with my mom. Does dentist know I smoked weed? Since I am 12, I think if he finds out, he will tell my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, this got more complex about halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 12 is probably too young. Yeah, 12 okay. is too young for most things. Yeah, most things. Most cool things. Um, so, okay, let's, let's establish some of the science. Okay. Up front, does weed... Yes. Do you, do you think is you can smell... Is it the like most teeth fun are, stuff, like the <laughs> most fun stuff ever? Teeth are porous, yes. right? Um, Too porous. So definitely there's weed smell in there. But I don't know how confident... <laughs> I As a dentist... I don't know how confident I would have to be in that weed tooth smell to look at a twelve year old's mom and say, "Hey, I think this. I think this preteen's smoking some of the kind." I think like, he's I been think hanging the, out with the Sunshine Man. 
if you know what I mean, and I think you do. But if there's one person in this world who knows mouths better than it, yes. like your dentist knows your mouth better than like your than your lover. Yeah, that's true. That's for definitely for sure. Because your dentist yeah. is not only like up in it; they're looking so hard at your teeth and they might even be able to see that you've been smoking weed they might just look at your porous ass teeth and be like there's microscopic mm. weed in here i see that i see little flakes that good of that kind kind have you been smoking? oh uh miss miss kelvin um your son has been smoking weed <gasps> what yes but the bad news continues he's been smoking shitty weed it's really bad bud bad weed this is shitty weed have you not I talked listen. to your son about good weed versus shitty weed do you want to buy good weed from your dentist because we can make that happen <laughs> um, um is it possible also it's just like the teeth are very orange it's like ah uh, this is too many cheetos for an unintoxicated 12 year old to consume <laughs> how many crunch wraps did you have um He's, I don't think the dentist will be confident enough in his diagnosis yeah. to bring it up to mom. I do think, though, that the de- if it was me, like I would work in sneaky ways of hinting to the kid that I knew. Because I want this motherfucker scared. Okay. So how would you do this? Like, well, well, we just need to schedule you for a follow-up. Would you be free at 420? <laughs> And then the parents would be like, that's not ideal for me, because like, I, I would have to pick him up after work, and it would conflict. Yeah, also, that's I think my, Calvin's that's probably the, busy, too. That's the weed time. That's the time that all of us get super high as a family. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, in that case. Uh, all my jokes are ruined. Thank you, mother. Um, I, I also think that as a de- I doubt that there's a dentist in this world who, like, if they figured out one of their kid patients was smoking weed... Would not only like want to say something. I don't think that's a dentist's job at all. I don't think you take a dentist oath that's like, and if you figure out that that kid says that you have to say something. Like I don't know that there's a dentist life who feels obligated. It's more like, yeah, kids smoke weed. What well, I'm a de- I don't care. Like this doesn't affect me at all. But if if the stink is so overwhelming, you, that kid just opens up their mouth and it just like my first apartment's carpet like they i feel like morally ethically the the what's the what's the code of do no harm and also narc on your on your kid patients i don't know that dentists have to take that no the hippocratic oath i don't think Um, they have to do anything i think they fucking better i have a dentist appointment next week i'm going in and i'm being like did you take the hippo because i don't want you in my mouth if you're not like prohibited from doing harm because you could do mad harm in there it's i tell you a secret I tell you a secret. They just rent the space. It comes with the tools and the chairs and the diplomas. They don't have to worry about anything. They're all up in there doing as much harm as they want. Then I'm going into every dentist appointment from now on with a fucking, with a holy Bible, King James edition. I'll be like, put your hand on this right now and give me the hippo. Because you're not going to get in my mouth until you give me the hippo. I'm going to start you doing this. actually be doing that with all doctors. Yeah, I don't know. How the fuck Swear to I me. Sp- Swear to me you're not going to kill me. Like, I, 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 they saved me from the, from the boat accident, but I'm horribly injured. And I'm in the ambulance and I'm like, hold up. Got a pocket King KJV. Do the hippo. Sir, you're, you're, you're bleeding a lot. Do the hippo. Do it. Do it once. If you're the kid, just fucking stand in it 
yes, I did. I was very stressed about coming to the dentist. Is that not understandable? Like, I, yeah, I was very, I was very anxious about this visit. I, so I guess I did. And also, I listened to the statistically I, at this point. If the dentist is like, "Did you smoke weed?" Look at him like, "Did you?" Uh, all right, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> I think we should take a quick trip to the money zone. paranoid about the hippo now do doctors have to do that like before they graduate like they walk on stage to get their diploma and they're like all right here it goes i solemnly swear to do no harm they also have to yeah. list off all the doctors before them that begat what doctors before them all the way back to the first yeah, doctor takes a wicked long time yeah yeah the, well whichever one had their white coat they, yeah they get the they find out what the name of their white coat is and then it goes all the way uh yeah they have to take it as part of their like um indoctrination ceremony like when they Get there. It's like the all right. The last thing they have to do. So they have all done it theoretically. All right, but Dennis, I'm I'm fucking watching y'all. Uh, I want to take a second to talk to you all about Warby Parker. They support our show, and they're offering contemporary prescription glasses starting at ninety five dollars. Prescription sunglasses start at one hundred and seventy five, including lenses. They make buying glasses online easy, risk free, and enjoyable. Uh, my wife Sydney just needed new glasses, and we didn't even have like a promo or a sponsorship or anything going with them at the moment. Uh, and and I said we got to do Warby Parker. It's really fun. You go online, you look through all the different um, styles, and then they have this home try-on program where they order. Uh, uh, you order five pairs of glasses, they ship them to you. You try all the frames on, and so you get to uh, actually see what they look like. And then you buy based on um, you know how they look and which ones you want. So you actually get to give them a shot. Then you ship all the frames back. Wait, I um, oh I have oh let, guys, let me try this on. Tell me what you think. And Warby Parker, if you like it, you can keep it. Your face and Warby Parker glasses, I ship that. And so do they. Okay, that's, um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, hold on, I think sure. maybe you didn't, I think maybe, let me try it again. No, no, no I'm just going to get through this. Uh, try all the frames on, get a feel for them, get feedback from others, and you know what, they'll actually give you feedback if you tweet at them, uh, um, and, and they'll tell you what, you, what they think. Because um, ship can have two Parker. meanings, I did, is that okay. clear? Go to Warby Parker, that's W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com slash my brother and start your risk-free try-on experience today. That's WarbyParker.com slash my brother. I ship that, and so do they. <laughs> so it's pretty much anything, anybody that ships anything, huh, Trav? Well, no, like no, that's... listen, I'm giving it to Warby Parker. Okay, because the next sponsor also ships things. Fuck. I need you on your best behavior. I'm going to tell you about Blue Apron, though, because Blue Apron's really great. Uh, we all use it. I, it taught me how to cook and cook some really amazing meals, including this. I don't know if you guys did the Korean chicken noodle dish uh, with, like, the those big rice noodles. Holy oh, shit. No. It was so I'm good. Oh, you're missing it. I'm oh, on no. vacation. I, just, I, had to, I had to give my Blue Apron away. Oh, dude, it was so good. Anyway, um, for less than 10 bucks a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Um, I'm talking about stuff like spiced pork burgers with goat cheese and cucumber corn salad. I'm talking about summer vegetable quinoa bowl uh, with fairy tale eggplants, shishito peppers, and corn. I'm talking about chicken tinga tacos with summer squash and tomato salsa. They're so very, very good. The the ingredients are all are, are all you know fresh, um, and uh, they can be flexible depending on what your your dietary preferences are. Um, it's so great. I I adore Blue Apron. Uh, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free. 
del- delivery. Damn it. By going to blueapron.com slash my brother. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Blueapron.com slash my brother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I have a, okay, I'm just going to put this tagline out there for Blue Apron. Blue Apron, now you're cooking. <laughs> This, this is, is the new. This is the new jingle. This is the new jingle. This is the new Travis service Bill. I provide. Do you want another shot at Warby Parker? Since that one was so bad, uh, not specific to them at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Glasses half full, but half the price. Say, I was gonna say that. That's so good. But the thing, the problem is that makes it sound like they just ship you one lens and one glasses. Oh, leg. that's right. Uh. uh See the world through rose-colored glasses. No, that's nothing. Um, uh, How about just just see the world is really oh, that's good. pretty good. Yeah, all right. Because <laughs> if you don't have the glasses, you probably aren't seeing the world very good. Yeah. Um, I got a Jumbotron message here for Anthony, and it's from Jason, who says, Happy birthday, buddy. Hope you enjoy a shout-out from your favorite brothers. We seriously got to play some disc golf while the weather beautiful. <laughs> Uh, there's no there's no punctuation which i fucking adore i was reading a new york times article about how the period is over and just like pretty soon we're all just going to communicate and and beautiful poetic e.e cummings-esque run-on sentences like this one happy birthday buddy hope you enjoy a shout out from your favorite brothers we seriously gotta play some disc golf while the weather but weather beautiful love it um, and, and also, it's a celebration say, of life and sunshine and summer and summer boy. And Anthony, you do seriously need to play some disc, disc golf while the weather beautiful. What the fuck are you waiting for? What the gather f- ye, gather ye rosebuds and six sling ins while ye may. I have, falls falls a coming, and behind that, it's the that dastard winter. Listen, if there's not a disc golf in the afterlife, I ain't going. That's all I'm saying. Who's this message for? It's for Josh, and it's from Jill. Uh, Jill says, Josh, it was just your birthday. Jill wanted us to wish you a happy birthday. Here's to another year of love, Hamilton, and MeUndies. That's from your number one lady, Jill. And Jill says, I'd love for this to be on the May 2nd episode. (laughs) Well, Jill... It's important to want things, Jill. That's what keeps us going. But just because you didn't get what you wanted this time doesn't mean you won't all the time. Now, I do like um, the, that Jill says it was just your birthday, which, speaking in the broad expanse of time, is very yeah. true. Compared to, like, um, you know, the, the prehistoric era and the time it's taken us to get here from there. This was just a. This was just a minute ago. You know, if the entire world eye. was a calendar, the entirety yeah. of time was a calendar. We would be in the last thirty seconds before uh, New Year's, and we would have just missed your birthday by like I don't know the time it takes to blink. We'd still it. be very late, though. Yeah, it still would be a long time because that's just perspective and not really a scaling or changing of time. Welcome to Cosmos. <laughs> I'm Travis to the dumb Cosmos. I'm popular idiot Travis McCoy. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Cosmos. Welcome to the Cosmos episode that explains the way how you missed important things. Use this anytime you need to justify being a shitty friend. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. 
Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, dig it. Times and Bites Podcast. Times and Bites. I'm a good boy and I always say my pleases and thank yous. However, I've never been able to commit to saying thank you, seriously. I always dip my head or say it in a silly voice, and it detracts from the genuine gratefulness I'm trying to convey. Brothers, how do you give people the thanks they deserve? Thank you in advance. Lots of love. Johnny from England. I think you read that wrong. Uh, You think you read that wrong, Justin. I think it should have been like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Um, Um... this is better. Have. Yeah, it's arguably better than the way that I say thank you, um, which is if somebody like uh, somebody, one of you two, like pretend to hold the door for me. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, what do I say when I t- after uh, you? Yeah, um, I would. I, I would just be like, like I just kind of thank you. I just kind of whisper it. Just kind of make the moves with my mouth. Yeah, but it doesn't. I, I'm so sad that I know exactly what you're talking about and I do the exact, like, where I just can't, my mouth wants to make the word, but, like, my heart is like, please don't speak to another human being. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Let's go. Are you a parcel tongue? What are you doing? Harry Potter. Thank you for holding that door, Harry Potter. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a, I mean, this is a problem I think most people suffer from, because otherwise, like, hey, thanks! Like, that's not, that's not the right way to do it. Well, I, I, here's what the problem is, right? What are you saying when you say thank you? Well, you're saying, I'm in your debt. Yeah. I'm debted to you now. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, I'm a debtor to you. And that's very hard to admit to someone, because you, you immediately have to make it up to them. Maybe... Instead of saying thank you, you can immediately say what you're going to do to counterbalance it so you will not have any debt. Like you, uh, uh, someone holds open the door for you, you say, I'm falling into your car and I'll do the same there. <laughs> so that way you'll be like, even. I'm going to hold the door open for you at your car. Let's go. Or, or you, if or, maybe you don't have time and you just say like, now I, if you ever need anything, you call me and you hand them a, like a business card with just like your name and phone number. It's like, if you ever need anything. Well, on the business me. card, it just says, it just says, thank you. So that way you've like, <laughs> thank you. I've you've, done it. <laughs> you win no matter what. It is. Okay. Uh, what's better? Thank you. Silly voice. Or someone holds the door and you just go, hey, thank you. No, this is Thank this is this, you. This is why hats were invented. Mm. It's because it's like cowboys. They didn't fucking thank any man. No, they didn't say things out loud. No, because when you do that, you're distracted, and then they whoopa gun you. Gotcha. Yeah. So what they would just do is just a little tippity do, a little tip tip a canoe, and 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 then that's all that you need. And I miss that. Oh, maybe that's what times. Let me pitch this, Griffin. Someone like you're both heading for the door. They get there first. They open it. You kind of arch one eyebrow, tilt your head to the side, and do a slight nod as if to say, "You win this one." Okay, right? Like you just acknowledge, like I would have held the door for you, but you got here first. Well played. 
See, Travis, when you said raise one eyebrow, I thought you were kind of going like, what's your angle? Hey, mm-hmm. what, are you tra- what are you trying for right what now? What traps have you laid in this building for me? No, you go. Well, hold on. What if they want you to think that they want you to go first? Hold on. But mm. inside, there's really treasure that they want to get to first. Damn it. They're all inside my mind. That's where you just turn around and walk away from the door. So if someone gets to the door and holds the door open for you, just go, no, not today. And you just walk away. Well, first you stand there and you try to read their intent. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a psychological it's that yomi that psychological warfare. What are you what are you doing, my opponent? No, not today. <laughs> the only way to win against a true yomi master who's playing in the Japanese style is to just turn and walk away and leave them to their duties and their business. Griffin, do you have some kind of pop filter on? Because when you said yo yo master, it sounded weird. <laughs> they might also be a yo yo master. Can you start following them around like they owe you a life debt and now you're bound to them? <laughs> and then eventually word would get around that like, oh, don't do anything nice for him because he considers it a life debt. And then he'll like st- stalk your house and protect you from intruders and what have That's you. That's good because then you can learn true independence for once in your life. You know, mm-hmm. what? because the world's mm-hmm. not going to give you things. So people shouldn't give you. Listen, the world is a cruel place where people are tr- constantly trying to convince us that there are no unicorns. Right. And so if everyone keeps holding the door open for you, you'll never learn to hold the door open for yourself. That's mm. a good point. Travis. How do you even open doors? I don't know. Some there's each one has a different sort of rule set about it. And it's like, can not we just get what's the deal with doors? Can we not just get together on this one? Some of them yeah. go out. Some of them go in. You push, you pull. Who even knows anymore? I saw a car door went up. Shut up. Stop it. Um, Roman Mars says that if there's a revolving door and you use the one next to it that isn't revolving, then you're a monster because they're so efficient and great. Can I um, can I ask you a question, Justin? I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. Uh huh. Why don't you just go do a podcast with Roman Mars? Um, if he would have me, I would love to 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 get over there. I have a a lot of good ideas for like not like this show, but like yeah. his show, like smart stuff. You know what I mean? Like real thinkers, not like I can't stress this enough. Not like this show, yeah. but like smart, like erudite podcasting. That's, I feel like, my true calling and re- where I really feel like my light's under a bushel. Justin, do you want to do like a weird backdoor pilot for smart stuff with Justin and Robin right now and just like give us a topic you might discuss on smart yeah, stuff? Like yeah, what's a, what's yeah the- I'll give you an example. And this would be like co hosted by me and Roman, okay? So I'll kind of leave blanks I'll for do- his part. No, or I'll I, can leave- do, I can do Roman. No, let me, I'm just going to leave blanks for his parts, okay? You don't even want to hear my Roman? No, you could try later, but I'm just going to leave blanks for like. Hey guys, it's me, Roman Mars. I'm gonna steal your brother. Got him. Okay, that's Kyle. He he does have a Grover vibe. So it'll go something like it's kind. Remember, it's like an erudite kind of smart podcast. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like a podcast where you know the host knows the word erudite. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. So here's here's kind of what would go like. Okay, please. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Smart Stuff. I am your host, Justin McElroy. I'm joined, as always, today by Roman Mars. Roman, what smart thing are we discussing today? Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speak on that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Huh. Now, did it... 
Ah. Oh, Roman really interrupts you a lot. Yeah, huh? he's being a real huh. turd. Where, huh. When's it Justin's time to shine? Huh. What? And that. Oh. Well, folks, that's all we have time for <laughs> on Smart Stuff today. If someone can get Roman Mars to cut out this bit of the podcast and actually try and fill in the blanks there, that would be fucking stellar. So that'll be, but it'll be basically like that. Yeah, smart so stuff. So it's like our erudite, you know what I mean? Like smart. Ha- super has anyone duper. made a a a uh, companion podcast called One Percent Visible that just fills yeah. in the rest of it? Just think about and that. And it's one. just like it's just like don't believe a word this guy says. <laughs> These are fucking lies. Look at the sidewalk. It's just a sidewalk. Don't worry about it. It it's hosted by Rip Taylor. It's a, look at all the things you can see. <laughs> Buildings are big. Buildings are so big. Wait, no, mine was the guy from the B fifty twos. I apologize. I think I got into Fred territory as well there. And now my favorite recurring bit: chemtrails. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so wait. 90% Invisible would be a very good name For a conspiracy theory <laughs> Yeah Look below the iceberg It's more We've iceberg We've got another one star review on iTunes Thanks Rothschilds <laughs> On to you uh, How about another Yahoo Yeah let's do a quickie this one was sent in by Julie Kin. Thank you, Julie. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. No, I refuse. I'm going to refreshing. No, it's asked by Parbum Parbumol Parbumol. It's my. It's a medicine I take uh, for my neck. <laughs> it's mostly long, Parbumol. Man. Yeah, Parbumol asks, "How do I get back into the zoo?" He's just passing by and asking you. He left the zoo accidentally. Uh, Funny story. I was at the zoo, saw some turtles. They were doing it. (laughs) I looked around to see if there were any kids around, and when I saw none, I jokingly made some hip-thrusting motions about three or four times. (laughs) My my friends thought it was funny. You had to be there, okay? No, I didn't. That's funny right now. That's good You are painting me quite the word picture. Yeah. Well, some security guard didn't and threw me and my friends out. Said not to come back for three months. Thought it was a bit of an overreaction. Should I just wait the three okay. months out or actually go back and say something? <laughs> There's a lot of good There's stuff here. no way that's true. Not to the degree. This is like, I think if we could push Parbum here, I feel like Parbum would be like, okay, when I said three or four times, Maybe I met like forty or fifty. <laughs> like it was yeah, continuous, no. and I humped the security guard himself, and it was. It might have been a half hour of sustained humping motions. And like it might. I mean, like there, I mean, there might have been a lot of kids around. Yeah, and also I was making like Jack Black sex hand motions, like you know the ones. And maybe I climbed into the enclosure and was doing it behind the turtles with my dick out, with my dick out inside, inside, and maybe but like a wanna... knife in my hand. The greatest, the greatest fiction of this question is that the sort of person who would make uh, suggestive hip thrusting motions at turtles having sex could also simultaneously be the sort of person to check to make sure there are not children around before performing it. I it's want like to the, make that, this hilarious ball ball. Yeah. Hmm. Any kids around that want to appreciate my 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 uh, uh, hip sensibilities? These these adult. <laughs> 
adult adult themes i'm about to joke about no well here i go i the character i like even more in this story is the security guard who says well looks like you're on a timeout till you can learn not to make sex motions (laughs) three months months, so november 15th i don't want to see you around here till november 15th and then you can come back who's this person who's like I want to go to the zoo more frequently than every three months. Well, now it's a thing. Like, when the zoo's there every day and you can go anytime you never want to. But as soon as someone says, no, you can't, that's when you want to go to the zoo. Yeah, you want to bang out those quarterlies. But now you can't. I mean, think about it. He's going to miss the birth of that baby turtle. (laughs) That's what he wants to get back for. The live birth of the baby turtle. The live live staged birth of the baby turtle and all the pyrotechnics that that encompasses. Of this mistake in a half shell. (laughs) What? What? In what? Okay. One, I don't think those are within the powers of security guards. I don't think they could just hand... I mean, they can say it, but like, I don't think security guards just hand out bands like that. Yeah, right? It's not a master Justin. list. Is there is there a zoo president who's like, no more, not for three months, I saw your dirty deed. So decreed. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's a good point, I guess. If anybody could ban you from the zoo... Um, I, I, here's the thing. I went to the Cincinnati Zoo about a month ago. I'm pretty sure not a fucker who was there that day could tell you my name. Like, I wasn't, like, introducing myself to anybody, right? They're not checking IDs to bust you. Just go back to the zoo. How many, okay, what zoo has this, uh, this comedian attended that has enough security guards? There's, there's a security guard watching the turtle enclosure. What are you going to do over there? Uh, maybe this is a recurring problem. He just had enough. <laughs> Listen, we know yes, those but- two turtles like to fuck. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> those turtles fuck all the time. We get it. We cannot keep those two turtles apart. I know. Oh, that's a hard job to hire for, right? Because like the job duties involve spraying down these two turtles with a hose when they get too randy and right. too loud, man. Turtles yell. Problem is, you really got to be careful. Because I think there's like a one percent chance you will hire some sort of reptilian nasty boy who <laughs> loves it, who loves Just this loves stuff. It. The thing is that both the turtles are guys, and the guard is super conservative. So That's it's like, yeah, issue. there's nothing funny about this. What's happening here? This is an abomination. Um, you know, I, I think it the it is also a huge misjudgment of human nature that the sort of person that makes funny <laughs> turtles having sex. I can't. I'm just trying to be snide about it. I cannot think about the person doing this and not laugh. No, it's but good stuff. It's man. good it's stuff. Funny, but I I don't think that like I I don't think that you can tell someone like that 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 they have to change in three months. I don't think that you could just like tell the sun not to shine in that sort of sense yeah, and expect this, guy, this person to like deny their nature. This guy's the Lenny Bruce of turtle sex hip motions. You know, he got dragged yeah. out. He's a martyr now. He's a hero to like everybody who's ever gone to the zoo and seen animals doing it. And they wanted to comment, but they know that like in our, you know, puritanical society, we're too uptight to acknowledge the fact that like, we're all animals, you know, we all do it. Right, but this yeah, with, this with one, I, and I'll say it, hero. <laughs> yeah, like he was a he was willing to be to be the voice that we all feel we don't have to say like doing it's funny. I get it. Doing it's great. Wait, doing it, it's great. That's me. It, I'm at the zoo just yelling at the turtles. Doing it's great. 
Is it possible you had a look on your face that made it seem as though you were pretending that you were up in there? That you were just like turtle on turtle on you action, and you're like kind of having a little bit of a fantasy right there in the middle of the zoo? Because I would probably ban somebody for that. Yeah. I get it if you didn't commit to the joke enough. You're you're not allowed uh, to come to three, uh, come back for three months because I'm retiring in two and a half, and I just don't want to <laughs> deal with this. Though. Just, I can't handle this again. Uh, 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 thank you all so much for listening to our program. We hope you've had enjoyed yourself and had a, a pleasant time here in our company. Uh, uh, thank you for everybody who pre-ordered our card game uh, monikers. Uh, you should have that in your hot hands uh, by the holiday season. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. And thank you for everybody your support on that front um, um, because it, it was really it was great. I wanted to say uh, over the last like month or so, basically as I've been preparing to leave uh, to move back to Cincinnati, I've been guesting on a lot of podcasts that everyone should go check out. I was just on an episode of Jordan Jesse Go that was so much fun to record. Like we all left with headaches from laughing so hard. So go check that out. Uh, did an episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend that I had fun doing. Uh, did uh, the linoleum knife with Alonzo and Dave where we talked about movies and I gave my review of Pete's Dragon like that just went up yesterday Uh, uh, did uh, Less Than Live with Kate Leth where we talked about like comic books and stuff Um, yeah I did a whole bunch I'll I'll update travismackroy.com to have a bunch of links to all the shows I did but go check that out I also wanted uh, one more plug we just changed the format of Bunker Buddies um, in uh, to make it a lot more like segments and trying out products and reviewing like survival food and that plus the interviews with guests and I'm a huge fan of our new format and so if you've never checked out the show or if you checked it out and you're like mm, this is all right but maybe it's not for me I would love it if you could give it a, uh, another shot and check it out and see what you think of the new format and then let me know what you think of it. Uh, you can find all our shows on macroyshows.com too. We got a lot of. Um a lot, of, a lot of programs that we make for you. You can also find a bunch of other great podcasts on MaximumFun.org. Talking about shows like Jordan, Jesse, Go, like Travis mentioned. Talking about uh, shows like Can I Pet Your Dog and One Bad Mother and uh, Baby Geniuses and Stop Podcasting Yourself. A uh, bunch, bunch of good shows up on there. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a good, good album. We... Um, uh, we appreciate uh, them letting us use it for our theme song. And I want to thank everybody who sent in uh, questions for our CISO show that we're making. Um, we are going to start making that in September. We're actually like going to film it and stuff and and do it and make the thing. Uh, and we're so excited about it. And we're going to have that for you uh, in, real soon. And so go get up on CISO. Oh, Take My Wife just just oh, went up on CISO. That's so good. Cameron and Rhea's show. It's fucking fantastic. There's a lot of really, really great stuff uh, on, on, on there that you're really going to love. And then we're going to be on there uh, pr- pretty soon. So, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks CISO. And thanks, everybody, who's sending their questions. Excellent. Uh, Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo for us to enjoy? This one was sent in by Aaron Keese. Thank you, Aaron. It's by Yahoo Answers user Hodeman. Perfect. Hodeman asks, are old school fedora hats back in style for the upscale businessman or just for the fringe? (laughs) (laughs) My name's Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. <laughs> hey, these are this 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 is the straight talk that that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> I think you you got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at maximumfun.org or wherever you get podcasts.